Eight Holly. We are back. We got a Thanksgiving episode here, or pre-Thanksgiving episode. I am most excited and thankful, before we even get into this, I'm thankful for the fact that we're all back together. The three amigos. Three amigos. Are here. We've got Rich, we've got Sean, and myself, Paul, here all to talk today, and I don't know where it's going to go. We certainly have a... uh, fly by the seat of our pants episode, but I thought we would get started today with the Thanksgiving move, right? Let's not end with it. Let's start with it. So how excited are you? Let's start with that. How excited are you for Thanksgiving this year, Sean? I'm very with, with excited. Every, with everything that's gone on in your life. <clears throat> I'm pumped. It's, uh, it's quiet. Me, Mel, Rosie, hanging out. I'm um, not only cooking a turkey, um, for the first time I'm going to smoke a turkey breast. Nice. Yeah. On so, the Traeger? Or? On the Traeger. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you broke the handle, so we're <laughs> no, still dealing oh, with yeah. that a year later. But hey, whatever. Uh, yeah. Write that down. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to uh, smoke a turkey, make some sides. Uh, you know, a big announcement. Haven't, haven't made the announcement on the pod, but Mel's pregnant. So we're expecting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So the I'll, world goes away. I'll be uh, enjoying probably a bottle of wine by myself. Oh. Yeah, but, you know, have a fire outside and looking forward to it. I know. You, you said it's going to be quiet, and I was going to say enjoy. Enjoy the last one. Yeah. yeah. Think, um, think no, where that, you're going to be next. Thing, so. and, that, and that's big news. I don't want to gloss over that, certainly. Congratulations, oh, th- well, thank man. You. Thank you very much. Great. Congrats, yes. Mel. I know I've told you in person already, but now that we're putting it out. And happy public. birthday, Mel. Yeah, Mel sure, had a big birthday on Saturday. And yeah, birthday. happy 29th. We that's got awesome. We had our first um, post baby announcement conversation with our financial advisor. Mm. That was awesome, <laughs> and what and what we have to look forward to. And yeah. did he tell you you have no money left? You have no, to basically. start putting it all away right now. Basically, yes. Uh, interesting conversation, and we can come back to this later. Interesting conversation on what was the five twenty nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not a fan. Yeah, won't be using it apparently. Well, you get a little bit of a tax break. So. Yeah, but you if you do the North Carolina one, I I made the mistake of doing an out of state one. Uh, to be, I did a Virginia one for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I got talked into because it, it was a better fund, and then I realized there's no tax advantage. Gotcha. So I switched to North Carolina, but yeah, yeah. we well, can certainly get into that. Yeah, deeper. yeah that's a, for later. It's a, anyway, it's a bad. It's a yeah. It's not. Well, we got we, we have an options trader. Um, well, we're not we're not gonna go back Ooh, down that road. I tell you what, right yeah, I, I listened to the last. They're episode. underwater. Yeah, the options are underwater right now. It's yeah. gonna be a long road back to April twentieth. Well, what's funny, I do need to say one thing. You said that 85% of the people yes, lose money in that's options. That's absolutely correct. And then you went on for 20 minutes to talk about how you were so excited that that's right. options. That's right. So, because, so you're going to be one of the 15%. Yeah, no, no doubt. Clearly. That's where the excitement is. Clearly. And this is the problem. When you buy that option, the problem is it's your max loss is whatever you buy the options for. So like max loss, $200. Yeah. And then it says max gain, unlimited. Yeah. And it's just human psychology to be yeah. like, I'm going to make thousands of yeah. dollars. Yeah, you reference the big short, and those right. guys were the yeah. big winners. But I think the the 85, correct me if I'm wrong, the 85% you're referencing is either you're, you're losing money, you're losing the money you set out to buy That's the right. options, right? It's, you, not, it's not that you're losing like a whole boatload no, no, of money. You, on the initial the investment, stock, whatever but, the options cost, let's say it's two, $300. Right. That's your max loss because the options usually expire. Right. And <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so Thanksgiving, uh, looking forward to it. Mel and I travel a lot during the year, so it's always nice um, on a holiday. And, you know, n- no offense, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that wouldn't mind spending Thanksgiving, you know, in a, quietly, maybe without 
all the hubbub, but there's a lot of people that enjoy, you know, all the interaction and, and getting together. But Mel and I, fortunately, are, are on the team of uh, shutting it down for four days and, you know, getting caught up on life and, and a little rest and relaxation. So, sure. Rich, how about yourself? I mean, I'm excited. It's always fun to spend time with family. We go to uh, brother-in-law's, and he's a great guy and fun to hang out with. Um, you go, do you go to the lake house? We normally do, but we're not going this year. We're just going to Richmond. Um, Jim the Fisherman, right? Yeah, Jim the Fisherman. That's we'll have right. to see if he can come on our pod and talk yeah. about the Jim the Fisherman. I, I would love to hear or more James. about the biology of the red drum. Yeah, yeah. That's a good episode. So, yeah, no, I'm excited. When you, know you say what? biology, do you mean the ejaculation? Of the <laughs> yeah, drum? yeah. That's exactly Well, it. I was going to let that go unsaid, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. appreciate you bringing Spo- it up. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the, yeah. for the other pod. Sorry. Yeah. You know, we'll have to do a post-September uh, drum podcast. Um, you know, it's funny, we have college basketball in the background, and the thing I love about this time of year is the fact that you get the crossing of football and basketball, and, you know, it's just a great time of year with college football, college basketball, pro, um, yeah. basketball, NBA. pro football, yeah. NBA, yeah. it's, you know, hockey started. Did it? Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> no Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. They're out there sliding yeah. around. Okay. I don't know what they're doing, yeah. but... Crossing the red line? I have yeah. no idea what that means. Now, I... I I did want Sorry, to, go ahead. No, the, the one thing I did want to maybe segue to, not to put Paul on the spot, but to put Paul on the spot, this is your first vegan Thanksgiving. Ooh, yeah, good So point. have you, like, planned? Are you excited? Or do you feel like it's, not, you know, wow, it's not the same? I have a, I have a mini plan. Um, yeah, I have the, the, the setting is, for me, I'm going to my in-laws for Thanksgiving, and my mother-in-law usually puts on a grand feast. She works herself way too hard. Uh and it, I can tell when she's she's doing it, she's enjoying it, but it's stressful. And so I'm trying to figure out the best way to incorporate my diet, um, the way I eat, and not stress her out, make her have to do anything differently. So, yeah, I'm looking at like a couple like really easy recipes that I can just like throw together and and put in the oven, uh, you know, bake them and or whatever, and be done. The the interesting part for me really is the fact that I started thinking about because people were asking like what are you going to miss you know and you start thinking about turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and you start naming everything and what came to mind for me was god I don't want to feel like I've felt with eating like I have the past 40 Thanksgivings yeah you know like I'm gonna hey, be don't bring able, me down you know like <laughs> yeah. I ruined my couch I'm not, right no, no no and I'm not trying to ruin anybody's time I just I got to thinking about it like because I don't eat now like that and I think it it goes along with the diet overall that like overeating and and just eating lots of carbs and things like that in one sitting is not something that I've acquired with with doing this this vegan diet anyway and so I'm like that's gonna be kind of interesting and actually feel pretty good probably um but yeah, so I'll, I'll throw something together. It'll definitely be a lot of the vegetables that are still there already. You know, sweet potatoes just without yeah. butter and that kind of stuff, and Brussels sprouts, yeah. and um, you know. Beans. So yeah, there'll be some there'll potatoes. be some stuff there, and then I've got like a little dish that I think I might make. You know, so you won't do um, like a tofu turkey. No, no, and, and and I don't even find that in thought appetizing. Yeah. Like somebody asked me about that the other day, like, oh, so you're gonna do a tofurkey? And I'm like, no, like that sounds gross. Tofurkey. Yeah. God. It just doesn't seem. Yeah, I wouldn't wanna. I wouldn't wanna do that. So no, I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be some ribbing. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Will the colonel throw you some? Oh yeah, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll. You some know, shade. 
he'll, he'll is throw it, a is little it passive aggressive or is it going to be just aggressive? No, more like, yeah, more passive aggressive. You know, just kind of like little comments here and there, which is fine. Like, I don't, I don't mind. I know he's kidding. Um, so no big deal. I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. He's kidding but, until Allison gets upset and leaves the table because you know he's picking on you. And no, probably everything. more like probably more like at that point. You know, oh, three or four wines in, she'll she'll, she'll join, join in. in. She'll join yeah, <laughs> like oh the vegan. Yeah, she's yeah. just you know now I just let me tell you about this little. Bitch. I've acquired the moniker the vegan. So even amongst you know our, our little party the other night, you know it was, everybody there knows me as that now. You know because yeah. she's just been like, well the vegan did this today and the vegan did that. You handle it well. You def- I mean you carved the turkey. I don't know yeah. if I could carve a turkey and not, you know, sneak a couple pieces. Yeah, I, I was I was tempted once just just because somebody came up and mentioned it, and I was like, oh yeah, I mean it's in my hands. I could you know just grab yeah. a piece and. Would you and have like it. such guilt the next day? No, no, no. and I, and I, I actually contemplated it while I was sitting there doing like, because I've done that before. I from a not from that perspective with meat with like some dairy type stuff. Yeah. There's certain foods that you're, you might start to eat and you're questioning it and then you'll go, oh yeah, this probably has some kind of like milk cultures in it or something yeah. like that. And it's like, eh, yeah. you know, whatever. Like yeah. I, I, can't, I can't hold myself to some standard of you know, perfection because it's just not going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, so you know, I, I had the dry run this weekend. You did great. A couple days ago on Sunday, we did Friendsgiving. I think that's that's the first time I'd ever done anything like that. It's, it's weird because you guys did Friendsgiving, but I wasn't invited. But hey, whatever. Hey, well, no, no, have fun. You know, I'm, I'm, that's nice. It it did come up. Noted. Uh, Noted. But it was it was certainly it was a, a it was certainly uh, a discussion between Allison and I, and I understood she was she looked at it from the perspective of like Bedford, like just our community. She wanted to kind of yeah. you know do that, especially on a Sunday. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, see, see, you you <laughs> thought it was gonna be you. Now it's it's me. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I slept fine that night. Yeah, I, you, just knowing my friends were hanging that's out. Why, that's why I headed off at friendsgiving, and yeah. you know I wasn't invited. That's you would have had a great time. You would have fun. It was good. There was a lot of wine. Good to know. Um, yeah, some good wine. Um, bourbon. My house is gonna be fun Thursday. You're not invited. <laughs> you would have had fun. <laughs> you want it quiet? <laughs> just kidding. Be uh, loud and proud. But yeah, so uh, so that's what we've got going on. Um, you know, I was I was uh, glad that we did get together and, and do that. I thought it was an interesting tradition. Uh, like, I mean, really, I'd like to see y'all keep it. I thought the, it was great. The, yeah, I mean, enjoyed it. it. Real, real quick, you know, Mel was actually really hurt, so just deal with that. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm not sure where to go with that. <laughs> I'm completely kidding, by yeah. the way. <laughs> no, don't give it a second thought. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I won't. It won't. It won't keep me awake at night. Good. Um, it's uh, but, if but yeah, I mean, I think it's a piece of turkey would have. I could see where that would be. This is gonna sound really bad. Like that was your highlight. That was that was yeah, that was more fun than I think I'm gonna have with family. Dude, you noticed. I'm just digging it. You alienated a friend, alienated your family. Who, who else want to go after? You know, but I, it, maybe maybe it's because of the newness of it, right? And it's not that I'm not going to yeah. have a good time with family. I love my in-laws. We have a good time. I think we're going to go golfing while we're down there. And uh, my kids get to visit with their cousins and my, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's kids. And I'll get to see my, my, uh, my other brother-in-law who I don't get to see that often. So yeah, I mean it'd be fun. I just mean like I never thought about it from that friend side. Like we get together on the regular to do stuff, you know, here and there, but without 
like any kind of like major theme, yeah. right? It's just, oh, it's Saturday. Why don't we just have some people over yeah. for, for drinks and whatever? And, and it, there just was a really good spirit about it that I think yeah. I could see where next year, you know, doing doing two or three, right? You know, and just kind of, you know, incorporating different, uh, different groups Maybe of travel. Friends. Maybe go to the North Hills area for one. We could, you know. I mean, it's pretty exclusive over there. I hope though. some of my neighbors are having something. Yeah. We can go over there. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if the my, ITV uh, troll will let us in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if my turkey was high class enough. You know, it was. Uh, wow. Um, it might have not had the right spices. Standards in the ITV are a little higher. Yeah. They are. They're on the outskirts of uh, Southern Virginia. Yeah. yeah. But it was. But it was good. So. So I. Uh, I, I will say. I mean, I thought y'all did a great job, and uh, we appreciate being invited. But. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> But didn't y'all miss me? Didn't you miss me? See, I, I thought three wasn't good. So but, glad to have you back. Yeah. But um, I think it was a cool way to start the holiday week. That's what Jen and I had said. You know, yeah. I felt yeah. like I got into the festival. You know, because you're running around. Oh, I got to do this before we leave. I got to do that. I got to get work done. I got to, you know, you got to do all these things. And I was like, you know what? No, it's about just chilling and hanging out and spending time with people and talking to people and letting loose and laughing you know it, it kind of put me in the right mood for the week and it was it was the right uh it was the right mix too of like how much we had to do versus what other people yeah. brought to the table as well and so it just it came off really well between uh chris jones bringing the wine yeah. everybody bringing some type of dish you know so we had like the turkey and the ham and i had obviously my stuff that's that's vegan um that had going on I, and I had Lone Rider beer out there and um, you know and I provided the liquor but you know overall like everybody pitched in and then even you know cleaning up and yeah. it was just it went off really well to the point of you're right I think it was a great way to kick off I, and it's funny because like you, I guess you kind of do that for, for the holidays like in, you know once you get past Thanksgiving and you get into whatever you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa um, but I don't ever feel like I've had that same experience. I feel like those holiday parties have like a stress around them mm-hmm. because usually the person hosting is taking the whole thing yeah, you on. Have to do everything. Yeah. Well, and yeah, that's what I assumed when you, you guys were hosting. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I knew you were having the party. I should have just showed up. Um, <laughs> You're always welcome. <laughs> thanks. The uh, but I, I I thought about that, like did you were able to enjoy it because and I think that happens no matter whether you're yeah. doing Friends, Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving, yeah. the host is always under yeah. the pressure, the cooking, the drinks. The, right. the, you really get to enjoy whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, so it, it's nice that you were able to you know, also sit back and, and yeah. enjoy the company. And not, not blowing smoke here or you know, trying to pump up. You know, anytime I feel like we have a good group of friends, right? So anytime we get together, even if it's for a Notre Dame football Saturday or something like that, like everybody pitches in, yeah. you yeah. know? And so I, I think we're pretty lucky. It just, it, it really struck me because every time I turned around, somebody was doing something that I didn't expect them to have to do, oh. you know, whether it was helping set up with a table or cleaning and cleaning up after, uh, you know, just things you just don't expect people to, to want to do. So, yeah. um, and you you just don't want them to have to worry about it as a host. But uh, yeah, it went off. It went off really well. We'll definitely do it again next year, and you know, we'll we'll certainly expand the guest list. Well, you know, obviously, if I'm available. Yeah, there was a lot uh, going on that day. It uh, it was. I, I will say this, it, and you tell me, Rich. I we did no kids. Oh yeah, and and I think that was, yeah, was nice. that was indicative of normally when we hang out we're pretty open group right, right so it's like right. Hey, come one come all 
And it just allowed, again, for another level of like, hey, I could actually talk to Rich yeah. Yeah. for 15, 20 minutes and not have somebody being like, well, she did this and so-and-so yeah. stole that. Right, and, right. You know, the kids running through and all that. Um, and I think that was the other thing. Like, I could see the, uh, pretty, much, pretty much everybody there was parents. You just had, they all had a different look and air about them because they yeah. didn't have the kids, you know, in tow. We love our kids, but sometimes you need some yeah. adult time. And so. it, it was Sunday night and, you know, it was like, which was another thing 10 o'clock you shut it down Allison was seriously worried about it being Sunday night she's like oh yeah everybody's gonna be a dud and no I think it was you know it's just gonna like they're gonna want to be out of here in like an hour and a half and I mean yeah it was I mean we started at 5 so you say 10 10 30 we shut it down that's you know pretty good party yeah but you know if that was a Saturday you would have midnight you know a couple people would have wanted to go out yeah Yeah. it would have it would have drug on but I mean that being said like we went out to clean up the porch after and you know, I thought like I'm gonna have to pack away a lot of beer, and but oh, people, we, we yeah. did a pretty good job. Yeah, people did a pretty punished. good job. Yeah. So it was uh, it we, was a good time. And we, but and we found out that we had uh, friends of the pod that I didn't know. Yeah, we listened. We have people that are listening. So Wait, should, know, can we call them friends? Acquaintance. Well, they're, they're friends. Well, they're friends. I don't know. Sometimes if they friends. might be a little hostile about the pod, yeah. you know. But we appreciate the feedback. Yeah. We appreciate people giving us constructive criticism. Well, they all want to be on, so I think we're going to have to, you know, expand how we do guests here. Yeah, it's it's, cool. it's all well and good until you have to you have the microphone in front of you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And then then people tend to maybe not be as open. Bit, you know. So we gotta, we, yeah, we do have to get some more people in there. But yeah, I thought it went off well. Um, I look forward to you know some stuff like that. You mentioned I, I wanted to bring this up. You mentioned about basketball and the sports and stuff, because I have a pretty strong opinion. I don't want to say a strong opinion, but I have a feeling. Do you like what I call preseason basketball? This college right now, the the tournaments, the Maui Invitational, the Bad Boy Mowers Bahama Classic, or whatever the hell it's yeah. called. Do you like that, or do you like bowl season? College football bowl season, and I'm talking about all the bowls that are not yeah. BCS bowls. Yeah. Mm. What would what would you take if you had to, could only watch one? What would you prefer? I, I mean, I'm still going to take college football. I think because because it's the end of the year. It you know it's there's a little bit more on the line. Um, you know, you want to end the year strong. You want to win your bowl game. It carries over into recruiting. It carries over into well, you know, what's interesting. Like Notre Dame last year was four and eight, and they you know that was like. 22 practices they weren't able to have you know so if you don't make a bowl game in college which I think it seems like almost everyone makes a bowl now but if you don't make a bowl game you miss so much practice time that normally affects you next year now Notre Dame has a chance to go 10 and 2 and have a great year when they didn't make a bowl last year so anyway I just think there's more on the line so I would say college football but I love these tournaments I mean today you know I was in my office two o'clock Marquette versus um, Wichita State it was a great game yeah. That could have been a tournament game, you know, a first-round tournament game. I thought it was really good. It was, you know, there's still – you're right. It's preseason basketball. But yeah. I, I like it. And I like seeing, you know, random teams play each other. I don't mean, you know, Chaminade so much. But, you know, Penn State's playing Texas A&M. Well, oh, Carolina it, played Stanford last yeah. night. You're not – you know, you're not normally going to see something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, you know, I give Carolina credit for going on the road and playing a real road game. Um, I don't think Duke's left uh, Durham in, like, 12 years. but um, They don't have to. Yeah. Well, no, they don't. Yeah, people come now to them, I guess. Now we got Furman and Elon showing up. <laughs> well, Sean, you're, you're a big yeah. sports guy. And yes. But you, I would say you lean a little bit more towards basketball just because of, yeah. you know, 
your your own interest in coaching and that kind of stuff. But what what do you think? Yeah, I think there's um, – I'll lean more towards basketball in this conversation. I think the first half of bowl games are trash. I mean, I think they're pretty terrible. Um, I think they're teams that shouldn't – that. I don't want to say they shouldn't be rewarded, but certainly – I think the the bowls have gotten a little bit out of out of whack. Uh, Agreed. Um, so there's too many. Of them. You know, you know, bowl games for me really don't start until maybe Christmas, where like there's going to be some intriguing matchups I'm going to want to watch. Now this is the same guy that sends me a spreadsheet every year. <laughs> That's right. Well, bets. I'm, not gonna minute, do that. I'm not going to do that. This there's year. a there's a difference between watching and gambling. <laughs> yeah. If it involves gambling, yeah. he's, he's in. like Bowling Green is yes. playing uh, Arkansas State. I'll tease and, this out with the yeah. options. The <laughs> options. That's all. Always comes down to That's the options. Right. Um, but what I love about, and this season um, on the college basketball side seems to be even better, you know, Duke just played Michigan State, one versus two. You don't, you don't normally wouldn't get that. Yeah. That was a great game. Um, to your point, you're seeing, you know, Carolina-Stanford. You're seeing Kentucky. Yeah. You're, you're seeing these great matchups that once, you know, January rolls around and even in league play, you get a lot of duds. But it seems like there's just been really good matchups the last two weeks. Um, and, and I think that's really good for college basketball because I think – I think college basketball definitely gets lost in December, January, February. So it's nice to have at least two weeks where people are all watching some of these matchups. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I'll point out, Paul, because I, I, I want to get back to you, like, hey, you know, which one would you lean towards? But how is it, and we can talk about Elon football, and we'll get into that in a couple minutes, that you, hear, you, you heard the bullshit for I don't know how, how many years about uh, you just we just couldn't have a – a college football playoff. Couldn't do it. Couldn't right. figure it out. Couldn't, couldn't make it happen. Finally, you know, the walls were broken down, and now there's a 14 playoff, and I'm sure that'll be expanded at some point. But they couldn't, they just couldn't figure it out. Very adamant about it. And the FSB, FSS, yeah. F- FCS, FCS, excuse yeah. me, the, what we call Division I AA back in the day, yeah. has a 2014 football playoff. What are you talking yeah. that about? That starts a week after the regular season. That starts and goes a week. to the entire holiday. It's incredible right. how these guys were able to figure it out. But putting a 14 playoff together was really tough. Like, yeah. What a joke. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Well, there's, there's a ton of hip- hypocrisy. Yeah, my, my, uh, the reason I brought it up is because I hands down – could not care about a single bowl game that happens before the BCS. I just and even then, there's some that it's like I think the matchups get kind of clunky uh, because of yeah, and we'll, and we'll see, right? Because I think like you know we talked with with Chris Jones at the party UCF where he went to school. They're undefeated, right? Yeah, they are. And, and so like here's South here's Florida. a team that I mean, I, and I've seen them play like a half a football. They don't look bad, but if all of a sudden UCF gets up against Georgia yeah. or somebody like that in a in a BCS game like they're getting stomped. Yeah, I mean I, I don't I don't know that it's going to be that entertaining. Now, you know, there's always the outliers like the Boise State, um Oklahoma, but um yeah, I, and I just love this time because it's been so long without basketball and you get to see, you know, like I said, like you were saying, so on all these different teams that you normally wouldn't get to see play each other, you get to see freshmen. I was excited to see the Carolina guys play last night and over the past couple games. Um you know, learn the new names, you know, what their skills are, where they're kind of going. And, and I just feel like there's, there's just more action to it. I and mean, that maybe there's, maybe there's truly not, but I do. So if I'm sitting around over Thanksgiving, I'd rather watch one of these uh, college basketball tournament games than I would, you know, a college bowl game with 
you know, two teams that are six and six and you know, whatever. And it, and, and no but, one goes to these games. No, right. the stadiums are empty. You see these empty stadiums. It's like a Tuesday night, like December. I, I see 12th. what you're saying. For the fan, it's it, it's worthless. But I think for the teams and the players, in their perspective, it's important to them. But I get it. You, you brought up an interesting point, Rich, that I don't like. Maybe I just don't know enough about. Like Notre Dame goes four and eight. They don't get those. They don't have a bowl game. They don't get those practices. What didn't Brian Kelly teach the other four or five months that he had that he's going to teach in those twenty-two practices? I mean, no, I mean, I get it for like young players. Yeah, right? it's, it's repetition just, for reps, the young players, yeah. the freshmen, the walk-on. It's reps. Yeah, it's rep- yeah. You know, reps. Maybe seeing some new folks. You know, the, you know, you have seniors graduating, so you you know you start rotating some young guys and see what the, you got. Um, but then, I, that, but then I would link that back to sort of the hypocrisy that that Sean was talking about, which is. Well, then aren't you just running a football school? I mean, it's oh. really not about the student well, athlete. Oh so, so here's the thing. They say, oh, you know, the reason we don't do it is because it'll be too hard on the kids. They'll miss too much class. You know, so Elon and Lehigh they don't and JMU can do it. They don't care about, don't care about students, right. It, yeah, who's, are those are real you know, right. student athletes that aren't going right. to play professional. But yet, I mean, think about the resources Alabama has and Georgia has and the private flames and the catering and the chefs and the support staff and the masseuse and I mean think of everything they have but those cans get ready but yet hey let's stick Furman on a bus on Friday to bus up to Elon could you imagine right now if you if the uh FBS had a twenty fourteen playoff. Like, oh. could you imagine the hysteria? Oh, it'd be like awesome. The the yeah. just the the juice around something yeah. like, like an event like that on a weekend. Yeah. They, you know, you, you, they play yeah. like let's say Friday night and Saturday all day. Saturday they play. Yeah. This it would rival March Madness. It would rival March Madness, and just set up the same way. Top eight teams get a bye yeah. for the following week, yeah. but you would have what eight games that week? Four Friday night yeah. or two on Friday, and just do it that. It would be that would be. An unbelievable uh, football weekend. Yeah. I think I, I think they will get there because of money. I would <laughs> I would disagree about the quality because I think if you get if you look at number twenty four in the polls, uh, who I think is like Stanford right now. Yeah, I mean, like, do you really think so they, Stanford they would, need to be playing for Stanford? Would be playing Notre Dame basically. Yeah, right. And so but people the say argument, waters down the regular season. Then regular season right. doesn't mean anything if and, you have that many teams in. And the argument that's been made before, and I and I agree with, is like the playoffs are right now, right? They, so they do start. You know, early. Auburn Miami, beat Clemson, Georgia yep. a couple weeks ago. Yep. You know, Miami and Clemson are going to play each other. That's going to work itself out. You know, you've got you know different scenarios here where you know like Ohio State in the span of two weeks went from you know. The high of highs to the low of lows, you know, for for their program. So there's, there's it's already kind of built in, I think. Um, so I, I don't know that it, no, that I, it had I, a ton of it, but I, I do get you from a again from a uh, just an overall. What would it draw? I think it would draw unbelievable. I mean, so does. I mean, it's the same thing with the NCAA basketball tournament, right? I mean, you've got a 64th team there that you go, well, they have no chance of winning, but it's still that still doesn't mean that the. Uh, that the whole event is not freaking awesome. Well, true, but I also think the top 25 or top 24 in this instance, football teams, I think 24 could beat one on a, on a given Saturday. You don't think Stanford could, could pull out a win against Alabama on you know maybe, maybe three out of ten times instead of, mm-hmm. or maybe two out of ten times, instead of like 64 obviously never going to beating like the number one team? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I know. That's why, that's why I'm open to the... To the idea, I think that it it could happen. I mean, yes, obviously it could happen. 
a, just like a 16 seed could beat a one. They haven't, but they could. A 15's beat a two. So, but let's, I mean, you know, so you're right there. In, you know, realistically speaking, I'm just saying it's more likely that a 20, the 24th best team in college football could beat the number one team rather than the 64. And it's, it's, it's obviously a little bit different because Probably. you have conference champions and you have, you know, of, of some of these weaker conferences or, you know, lower end conferences in NCAA. Yeah. Um, well, we won't know until we try, right? What's that? So we won't know until we try. That, let's call them up and, and get this thing let's, rolling. Let's figure it out. But, you know, it's a good segue. Um, and, Rich, I'll, I'll let you uh, start, start us off. But shocking surprise in a, in a very positive way, the Elon football season. Incredible. But go ahead and just run the listeners through how – the last 12 months of how we got here and, you know, what the turnaround's been and, and where we're headed. Yeah, I mean, so I'm pretty fired up about this. I think most people know we all went to Elon. Um, we're huge Elon supporters. We haven't had a ton to get excited about. So interrupt me or stop me if I go too long. But one is uh, started with a new coach, uh, Kirk Signetti. Um, you know, he's a football coach. I, I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple times, talking to him. He's Bill Belichick-esque. He's Nick Saban-esque. He's not there to be a... Uh, you know, a PR, you know, uh, maven at Elon. He's there to coach and win football games and, and put out really tough kids that work hard. And uh, so he, what's cool about it, what I love looking back on it, you know, he was at Alabama, was a recruiting coordinator, learned under Saban. He comes from a football family. His dad coached. His brother's the quarterback's coach at New York Giants. Um, he was at Division Two school, you know, IUPU, whatever that, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. IUPUI, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. But they were a top Division Two team, mm-hmm. and they're actually number one this year. He left, like, a phenomenal team, and his daughter goes there and plays volleyball. Um, we asked him, we said, you know, you had a great team, when you, and uh, what made you want to come? He said, his wife. And then uh, he's like, you know, I knew, I used to recruit North Carolina, so I knew of Elon. And then I came and saw the school and what they've done in the last 10 years, and I was blown away. But anyway, and he just instilled, it, you know, we could talk about this. Well, Leadership. Like, set, set the stage. How poor was Elon last year? We were three and nine, um, you know, just... I mean, and just not that. not very no not competitive n- not very skill didn't have a no. lot of good skill position no. We, players we no and I feel bad I'm not, I'm not those coaches obviously recruited some decent people but you just watched them on the field the toughness the heart the fight it just wasn't there right you know so here's what's really cool we got a, a true freshman quarterback um, true freshman wide receiver that led the team in, in receiving we have two stud running backs uh, Summers who towards hamstring uh, midseason was leading FCS in rushing. I mean, we were dominating. I mean, we won at Richmond. We won at Villanova. We won at Rhode Island. We beat Albany at home. Um, I mean, just we were picked for second to last. Mm-hmm. We were picked for, I think, 12th out of 13th. And as of two weeks ago, we were 8-1, and one, and our only loss was to Toledo, and their only loss was to Miami, who still hasn't lost. Anyway, shocking. Yeah. Total shocking. Um, and it's awesome. So finish so, eight and three. So we finish eight and three. We are hosting a playoff game this yeah. uh, Saturday. Elon alumni, we, we hope you show up. One o'clock. First time we've ever hosted a playoff game. And, you know, this kind of leads me in where I'm a little fired up about. And, you know, I feel bad because I'm projecting it's Thanksgiving week, right? Yeah. Elon kids are from all over the country now. They're mainly concentrated. When I say kids, students. Mainly concentrated in the Northeast. That's right. They... You know, give Dr. Lambert credit. He's opening the dorms early, opening the dining homes early, Friday, I think, at 7, so kids can come back early and go to the game. 
I fully expect no kids to be there. Right. And I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope I have to eat crow and I will come on this podcast and... I'll bring the crow. Yeah. And I will eat it like Steve Young did last night. I saw him <laughs> eat some fish. I was crazy. Did y'all see that? I no. did. That was weird. Um, but, you know, and, and, you know, part of me feels like this old man that's like, when we were in school, we had to go to a high school stadium <laughs> and tailgate for crap. And I've actually walked home from Williams High School and we would have died to have a campus stadium. We would have died to have a home playoff game. But I think we would have. And you mean to tell me that me and my fraternity or my good friends, you know, in Jersey, and we weren't flying home for Thanksgiving. I mean, our ass would have been in the car Friday, coming back to can't wait to go to the first home playoff game. And I hope I'm wrong. And maybe a whole bunch of kids show up. But, um, and, they're, and the school's trying. I mean, they're tweeting. They're putting it on Facebook. They're sending out emails. They're, they're, technically, it's an NCAA event, so you have right. to pay for tickets. Uh, Elon is paying for every student, faculty, and staff's ticket. So it's free, Yeah, um, which is big. So we'll see what the crowd's like. Um, it's a big game. It's a winnable game. We beat Furman on the road this year, 34-31. Um, if we win, we go to Wofford. They're top eight, but it's a winnable game. It's in region. Uh, it, you know, it's exciting, and I hope we play well. I, I am worried. You know, I've, I've been watching the last couple of weeks. We all went to the game last week. They look tired. Um, now, granted, JMU is, is legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're you know, look, let's let's be honest. And they're they, a step above. It, they're a class above. They're right. who, where we want to be it, playing. They crushed day. ECU. Right at it, ECU this year. It's the well, same thing. Going back, talking about the Division One, uh, talking about like a twenty-four team FBS playoff. It's the same thing here. Like, yes, we had a very good season. Yes, we only had at that point one loss in conference. Um, but JMU is just yeah. You know, yeah. they're just another class they are. above as far yeah. as the amount of skill players that they have, the size that they have. Yeah. They're bigger. Uh, and they're lined. And a lot of it, like, Huge. you know, just just already having success, yeah. right? Yeah. They've tasted success. They know what it takes to yeah. win. They know how to gut it out. That was the most impressive thing to me all year long is that this team had none of that blueprint, right? They came in over the past, I would say, Correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but the past three years, I don't think we were above 500. No, we hadn't won more than three games. So, like, it, there, there is no, like, winning culture that had been bred. And we won by three points, by five points, yeah. by, you know, Finding won six ways. to nothing yeah. against Albany. Yeah. Like, they had gutty victories that were not this, like, you know, grand show. Like, these kids had to go out and bust their ass, work hard, fight to the end. In fact, there was a couple that, like, I forget which uh, which game it was. It was Maybe Rhode Island when they got the Rhode the Island interception. Got the interception. All they did like, kick a field goal. Game over. Right. They had like seven seconds left. Rhode Island should have kicked a field goal. I don't know why they didn't, but they end up throwing the ball. We get the interception. Yeah. But they're you know they're marching. So that's what I was really proud to see of, and then proud to see, and then the the question I think what you're leading to is not only what the partition participation will be this weekend, but how do you build off that momentum, right? Whether it's Football, whether it's something in our jobs that we do, when you get success, yeah. you not only look at what you did, but try to figure out, like, okay, how do I build on this to make it even better for the future? And I, I, I'm anxious to see, like, how that goes. Like, what are we going to do as a, uh, as a university to help not only this weekend, but push through we, till next we, year? Elon and, you know, we've said this. It, it's time for them to foster a little bit more of a athletic – you know, it's important. We need to build a culture that supports athletics. And, you know, and I think this is a good question for you guys. 
we're not Notre Dame, we're not Alabama, we're not Georgia. Not even the fact of like the stature, but the traditions. And the example I'm going to give you, and you know, I hope you know John Keegan and the rest of the staff listens. Why do we shoot a cannon off <laughs> after any point? And you know what? If someone tells me that that cannon was from you know the Alamance County Regiment in the Civil War, and there's a huge meaning, but to it's it, not even a cannon. It's like a it's a fake cannon. It's this like square box that you just like pull yeah, a quick cord exactly. and it makes a really loud but there's boom. no not... meaning like you gotta and listen elon has great history did the fighting christians used to use, use that cannon no 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 i mean no, they use their fists yeah yeah <laughs> i mean but like we let's get like there's all these bells on campus like you know i remember walking through campus many a beautiful days with the bells ringing we have the bell down in front of road stadium now like, if you're going to do something, do something that has meaning. And I think there's a lot of things. I was talking to Joe Capri about this. Like, Notre Dame does, you know, this trumpet session on the library steps. Like, we have all these cool oaks. You know, maybe there, maybe we should be doing something in a historical part of campus, you know, with the band. And, and I get, you know, it's hard to just create culture. But I believe if you went back and looked at the history of Elon, there's probably some cool things that you could use as a marketing piece. Right. And go, you know what? Let's build off this. Like, yeah, the bell... You know, was burnt in a fire and someone saved it. Let's roll that thing outside beside the field and let's ring that thing after a touchdown, right? Let alone a cannon, which just nothing, you know. And I talked to Paul about this um, when, when we were walking to the bookstore. I said, there's not enough hype around the events, right? So, like, there's no pep rally. So, whose fault's that, you think? Well, I think it's that lies in the administration. I, I like, agree. You, have to, you have to cultivate that. And whether it's a Thursday night pep rally or, you know, it's Friday, we're playing music out, out in, you know, in front of the Corey Center when, when people are going to class and we're like, hey, come out to the game and you got a DJ out there from like 12 to 3. Just between classes, there's music playing for the game. Like, you've you got to create and instill that. Yeah. And homecoming, um, though. If you go to, I mean, homecoming this year, those white tents around the lake, I mean, that's, you know, it was amazing. It was gorgeous. You know, it wasn't the most pretty day, but just that scene of tailgating around the lake. Lake Marinelle. Yeah, but it was cool. So I think there's a lot of opportunity. And actually, I gave these ideas to, um, you know, the school a couple years ago. Like, our communication school is, you know, one of the best. They have, you know, unbelievable resources, unbelievable equipment. Yeah. Why don't we start doing our own college game day? I like, thought that was a great idea when you brought it up. And, I, and I, I let's don't know put it in the – get a, a mobile studio, put it in the Ingold lot, and let's create our own college game day. So much so that ESPN is like – we got to go do we got to go college game day because they do their own and it's pretty damn good. You know how many kids on that campus want to be the next Kirk Herbstreet or sure. Aaron Andrews? Absolutely. So let's give them that opportunity. Yeah. The other thing is, and I, you know, I'm a I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan. I was a Notre Dame fan in college, right? So we used to maybe go to the Elon game and then go watch Notre Dame. You know, on the screen, if it's a three thirty game, put the noon game on. Um, or have big screens in the parking lot. Like if you know that kids are from other parts of the country and they have maybe a big school, let's you know go ahead and put it on. Do, there's so many things that we could do to just foster a culture. Um, yeah. And and you know the last thing I'll say is Davidson didn't have it in basketball. Right. It, 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 Steph Curry came along, but they it it wasn't one and done. No, but Richmond that, Davidson Richmond in did have a foundation. They did, but they've taken it to the next level. No, that, well, Steph and they've Curry kept do that. For you, but yeah. David still Davidson was still known as a very good basketball program yeah. before Steph. Yeah. Um, th- th- there was a foundation there. They there, weren't they didn't there was, but scratch. there's other schools who aren't Notre Dame, Alabama, and Georgia who have captured this culture of athletics. But it goes, yeah, but it, and goes, it starts it has to be the leadership. But, but true, but you know, you, you obviously 
Richie picked those Notre Dame, Alabama. Like that's obviously the pinnacle, and and, yeah. and you should strive for that. But you know, I had mentioned this earlier, and you kind of you shook me off, Paul, the other day when I said, you know, you know, do you want to be like a school like Richmond, or you know, do you want to be like a Wake right. Forest, or you know, do do you, you want to be like a Carolina? Like you know, I know what you were shooting for, Rich, but like, what what could we, what could be the little things that they do that we're not doing? Yeah, and I, I want to be Elon. Like we don't want to be. Big time, or we, you know, we we want to, but I think you got to foster, you got to get the students involved. You got to incent them. You got to talk to them and let them know it's important. Just like we do. I mean, Leo's been great, and he talks a lot about how, you know, proud he is of Phi Beta Cap and all these things, which is awesome. But let's also be proud of athletics. Yeah. I mean, and and I think we are, but I just think it's always been an afterthought. Um, can we get a block of tickets so we can get re-entry and at halftime go yeah. back out to the? Well, that that that, that was bo- that's kind of both. Well, I know, did, no, I know, but like I agree with you. But you know, if you're a donor and, and you're in that parking what, lot, what about I can't a, go out at halftime back to my car. What, what about a beer garden at one end of the stadium, and the only way you get in if you're a Phoenix Club member that gives a hundred right. or two fifty more? Like that that to me was, and I don't want to go to Ferran, but you know, there's something to talk to Keegan about. Paul, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think you hit most of the most of the big. My question is, why does this guy commentating? He looks like the former ten, uh, Tennessee representative, Harold. Right, was, Reynolds, uh, yeah, yeah, Reynolds, Harold Ford Jr. Ford, Ford. Harold Ford Jr. Does he not? Like he, he could be the spitting image. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to. Who is <laughs> I mean to go on a different tangent there, but um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm just beating a broken record here. Really, I think that that yeah, the the game day thing. That's a great idea. I agree with the fact that we don't we, – you want to pick things from different people that you've seen be successful, but it has to be authentic, right? Again, as Rich said with the canon, it's like I'm sure there's people that have a canon and it's great, but did we grab that from somebody and it, it just falls flat here? Because it, it sure feels that way. And I, I just think we need to find more homegrown stuff that, that makes a difference. And then, you know – I use this a lot with uh, with what I do in selling beer. You know, I talk with our people. Is I think one of the main things you want to do is you want to you want to remove the impediments. I want people to drink our beer. I want to get that beer in their hands. And it's the same thing here. So like, I want to get that football game and that experience into your mind, into your everyday conscious of like, hey, that's what we did last Saturday. It was awesome. We're going back this Saturday to do it. Um, you know, and so if that means that, yeah, you get to re-enter because, hey, look, I don't, I don't want to sit here in in the stadium over halftime. I want to be able to go out to my car, which I mean, Elon's not that big, so even up in you know yeah. old Harden Center, that area, you know, the Greek Court area, like you can go out, walk up there, spend ten, fifteen minutes, and walk back. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think things like that really need to be looked at. Um, because they're they're yeah, make small, it, make they're it small easier. changes that would make, make a big difference. Make it easier. At a cool like that, you got to make it easier. And and I think you nailed it. And it's they're on their way about some things, right? Like they do the Letterman's Lounge now, which I think is the entree yeah. into beer that garden. beer garden yep. thing. And I, I mentioned it to a couple of the athletic staff uh, this past Saturday, which was, look, it. Man, we talked about because we we saw it at Delaware a couple oh. of years ago when we went. We there. joined. How I mean, especially at homecoming, if you don't have somebody walking around with, uh, uh, I'm 
a square, a square. Yeah. you know, or something like that, going, hey, do you want to be able to get in the beer garden? Yeah. It's a hundred bucks. Phoenix Will Club. you give a hundred bucks? People are, are you know, everything is a great time at that point. Get your, hey, get that hundred dollar donation. Get them not a, Robert Morris does it at the, at yeah. the NE2 golf tournament. Yeah. They, they walk around, you swipe the card, you, oh, I'll give this money, okay. Yeah. And, you know, next thing you know, they're raising $50,000. Yeah. yeah, make it easier. So, and, and I'll give you another example because we've been focusing on football, um, baseball. I mean, Paul played baseball. You know, I was friends with lots of baseball players. We on an afternoon, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we were always up there. We pulled up the couches. You know, yes, we drank beer. Yes, we pulled a grill out there. Yes, we heckled the other bullpen when they were biased. If not, we heckled Hank. But you know what they did? You know what they did? And he they, always took it so yeah, well. They put a fence up so the students can't do that now. Right. So they can charge three bucks. Right. I mean, I just don't get it. It's, like, it's again, it's short sighted. It's a short sighted gain that doesn't help the long term it's just ridiculous and, and I, the argument i make because i i would hear it from people say well you know we're just trying to bring elon into the 21st century make it more serious and but, but that's not what it's about and well, guess who's what the school that throws see, the beer in the outfield during baseball yeah game? that's either mississippi state or Ole miss, or Ole miss. One, one of those it's, like it's an sec team yeah it's legendary and it's like i don't see any parents stopping their kids from going to that school because of that tradition you know so like why don't we embrace that kind of thing. And I, I look, that will be, you know, uh, uh, well, they're, they're Leo, Leo Lambert, President Lambert's tenure is coming to an end. I think he's done a wonderful job overall with, uh, with Elon. But my one criticism would be that we got way too serious and uptight about some things that I think that, uh, you know, it, it caused us to... I don't know. Just just come off a little too square in a yeah. in a time when you needed to have a little bit of cool factor to to drive yeah. that to that next level. Now people will argue, well, hey, enrollment is up. You know the amount of applicants that we get tuition up, up. You know, yeah, tuition and, is definitely and, up. And I agree though. So like homecoming, awesome atmosphere. Family weekend, awesome atmosphere. Let's pick a game that's not an awesome atmosphere. And let's do the Fighting Christian throwback game. And I, I talked to athletic staff about this, and apparently, you know, there was a presentation about this, and they had the uniforms and the uniform cost. And, you know, the thing is, like, oh, we're working forward. We don't want to look backwards. And I'm like, the New York Yankees celebrate Old Timers Day. The number one sports brand in the world celebrates Old Timers Day every year. Yeah. And people look forward to it. People buy those tickets the first day they're available because they want to go back to Old Timers Day. It's... Yeah. Special. Here's the thing. You can I, celebrate the past. I would have, I would have agreed with them, uh, and maybe I'm even going a little bit long. I mean, you've you've done enough marketing in your life. I would agree with them between 2000 and 2010, right? That is, that's at 10 years where mm-hmm. Elon College became Elon University, Fighting Christians became Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Let's make sure people know who we are. Let's, the rebranding. All of, I get it. Right. So it's not confusing. We're 17 years into this now. Yeah, but like, there, uh, no bridge, and we can spend hours on this. I, I agree No with bridge you. has been built from college to university. Give, give the bridge one football game a year, yeah. sell merchandise, mm-hmm. put, wear the uniform, get the old Elon blow-up guy to come out, and you'll have 10,000 people, and all of a sudden you'll have a whole generation that now feels like it's their school again. Right, because there's a whole but, bunch of people I, who I'm, don't feel like it's I'm a agreeing school. with you. What I'm saying is, it's just like you guys changed your logo and yeah. rebranded here yeah. recently. Like, you wouldn't want me going out 
and being like, hey, here's the old logo on, on different stuff or letterhead or whatever. Because you want to make sure you see that, right? It, there might be a time where you go like, oh, hey, we're doing, you know, 1980s night and it's we're go- throwing back to the old Apex logo or yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. is like I think there was some validity to that argument I right agree. after. Now, not. There has to be a bridge built yeah. between those two things. There's too much value in it. There is. That's the thing is it's not even about where they want to go. It's just the value of bringing those two groups together. You you have 17 years of Phoenix, and that's great, but you have, I mean, 100. not 100, but you know, you have 100 plus years of fighting Christians, yeah. and not obviously not all of them are still yeah. alive, but you, you just have you know, a much grander scale of people that, yeah, you, you want to energize Embrace them. Embrace it. You know, embrace them. Listen, embrace and use, it, use we, it for fundraising. We need all right. the fans we can get. Right. If there's right. one person who feels like the school has left them, then we have failed. Let's go get them all back. I mean, we don't have. We only have like thirty thousand alumni. We don't have enough. You know, we don't have Notre Dame people who didn't even go there who you know love the damn school and pay a bunch of money to go to fantasy camp. Right. I mean. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. Well, speaking of which, and and switching topics just a little bit. Last week, it was the last uh, Mike and Mike episode, and speak. That's eighteen years. I think they were together. Yeah. Uh, I watched. It. I, I have not. I did not watch it, and I, I haven't listened to them in, in a couple of years since uh, since the stories came out of our friends and some of the interactions yeah. with uh, with Mike and Mike. Plus, I didn't. I never. I towards the end there, last couple of years, I haven't found them interesting at all. But um, Vanilla, y- 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 Rich, you watched it, uh, right? I mean, there's just there's no no hot takes, right? I, and that's that's such a catchphrase. But talk about not being controversial and just being very yeah. Plato-ish, like yeah. Plato. <laughs> Like, wow, I'll just mold it into what I want. Play-Doh uh, like the philosopher? From no, I think... Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Like the, like the childhood. The like, like I have at home. When I go home after this, I play with my Play-Doh. <laughs> uh, and then I eat some of it. Um, no, but it got me thinking uh, last week. There's really no sports, like, maybe like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, like sports radio, I'd be like, oh, I want to listen to this or guy, and I, or I want to focus on this. There's, like... I get everything now either, like, and this will lead to my second point, but my first point, I listen to everything I need information-wise on podcasts, uh, sports podcasts that I want. Uh, obviously, I think I mentioned last time, Bill Simmons, um, or on Twitter, right? Like, I just, I'll just get a quick hit on Twitter. Sure. I, I, it, I wouldn't say it's dying, but, and, you, and you see what ESPN's going through and, and, and cutting a lot of their budget and a lot of their talent uh, because the economics no longer work for these big contracts, but... One, how are you guys, you know, taking in, you know, maybe sports talk, and is it a dying breed? A lot less sport. I mean, I'll just say it's a lot less sports talk for yeah. me. I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't really consume sports talk much anymore, especially on the radio. I think I, you know, I told, Sean told you in the last podcast, like I got rid of Sirius XM, although on that part, I will tell you, they're doing like a free listening week right now, mm-hmm. and I'm back listening to it, and I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of miss it a little bit. It is just nice a, to have the variety. It, yeah, it's just nice to have that like at, at your fingertips to be like, okay, I'm going to listen to Bruce, you know, when maybe something else uh, yeah. doesn't hit. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's I've listened to three or four podcasts this week, you know, and it's like, it, it's not like I have to have it. Um, but no, I, I think it's changed a lot, and I don't mean to get deep. But it's just changed a lot for me because there was a point in my life where it was important to me 
to be up on every bit of sports knowledge that was going on so that I could debate it with the Duke fan because I'm a Carolina fan so that I could, you know, talk intelligently about the college football playoffs and, you know, how so-and-so has the third tiebreaker to this for the SEC championship. You know, what? I just don't care anymore. But I agree I just want to watch the games and enjoy them for what they are. But I agree with you. And one, you're at a different stage in your life. Two, though, I think content... I'm maturing, they would say. Mature. Yeah. <laughs> but content moves so fast. And I mean, and we're not going to go politics, but think about... You cannot... Even if you want to keep up, right. you cannot keep up. So it's kind of like either keep up or just ignore it. And I think, you know, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I got to believe part of you is like, you know what? I can't keep up with it, you know, because... You know, what happened on Mike and Mike in an 8.30 interview, you know, by 10.30 on first take. And then, you know, it's just like, it's so fast. Well, but like Sean was saying, and I, look, I do not lend towards the Stephen A. Smith uh, hot take side. But it had gotten to a point where I haven't listened to Mike and Mike in years. And I went back and listened to them. I don't know, probably not the last couple weeks that they were broadcasting, but... You know, last uh, maybe a month or so out, I listened to probably four or five bits of shows just because I was in my car. And um, and you're exactly right. Like there's there was it was confirmed. The reason I don't listen to them is there's nothing that they were going to talk about or uh, interview a guest about that I wasn't already going to find out somewhere else. And and the fact that it's it's sort of one of the reasons why I think that you know, you're seeing shifting in like NFL ratings is because it is mm-hmm. so immediate knowing what happened and being able to consume that from Twitter or YouTube highlights or, you know, wherever that, you know, you may consume that from that people just don't invest the time in actually watching. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't, why do I have to do that? Because guess what? As soon as Mike and Mike is over, actually it doesn't even have to be over. Like as things are being said, if something really big comes out, it's being tweeted. It's on my it's on my Twitter. Well, not even that though. I'll play. Like, did you see Felton's dunk last night? Yeah. I woke up this morning and that was there for the one Carolina of the top game. things in my feet. Yeah, Twitter. I saw it like six times, and then I had the game DVR, and I went through it real quick. You know, so it was like, oh, I saw the cool play, and I yeah, right. So, because I, I, I thought this led me to my next question of, was the last time you guys read a sports section of a newspaper? And that barber, I picked up the USA Today, and I, I, you know, it's pathetic. I only read the headlines because that's all I'm used to reading. It's true. So, like, and I say that uh, on Sundays, and I used to get it during the week, I get the New York Times. Yeah. I never look at the sports. I look at business, international news. I'll read some uh, opinion pieces. Yeah. I, I, I don't even think to read about the sports section. No. Because I, I already know what's already happened. I've been on Twitter all morning, yeah. and now I'm just kind of catching up on some you know lengthy thought pieces, but never about uh, never the sports section. Yeah, it's just it's not the same, and you know it's. But when you were in grade school, obviously, oh, I used to. Oh, you I used have to plenty of time on. on your hands, and I mean, my favorite part of the sports section was the last page, the one with all the stats yeah. and the standings, yes. and yeah, because you had to know the transactions and those because. You, you didn't have yeah, the same access right. before, yeah. right? So you were looking the transactions, at transactions. Like, I remember reading. You read about that, yeah. yeah. So that you know, I think that is just how it's how it's changed, and I would agree that it's it's probably for the better. I mean, for me, it certainly is, right? Because I do want to know about I do want to know about the sports that are going on. I just 
because I'm 41 years old and I have two kids and I have a job and I'm busy and I, I want to know about it on my terms. I don't want to have to sit down and, you know, and, and I've even gotten that way about and this, this is bad because like, I love, I love the buddies I play fantasy football with, but you know, I used to stay up. And although I will say I did stay up last night cause I was playing a very good friend of mine, Hank, congratulations on the, uh, on the win. Bitch. You son of a bitch. Um, that I can't even uh, watch an it, NFL game. I cannot even imagine playing fantasy football right now. Yeah, like, well, and that's the thing. Like, I normally, asking. normally, I wouldn't. It, uh-huh. it just because we literally went into Sunday night with, or I'm sorry, into Monday night where I think I was up like two points, and I had a Seattle running back, this McKissick guy, who you know he didn't do too bad, but he, he kind of screwed me. He had like two times that he could have scored touchdowns and didn't get in. Mm. Got stopped at like the one yard line, mm. um, and then. Uh, and a, Matt Bryant, the kicker, and he had Russell Wilson. And so it was going to be a long shot uh, for me yeah, anyway, yeah, but the game just sort of tended towards that, like, oh, I have a chance. Like, this could happen. This could happen. And then went back and forth for a little while. But, yeah, I mean, typically, <coughs> excuse me, and even with, like, Packer games, who I'm a huge Packers fan, it gets to be 10, 10, 30. They're playing a Sunday night game. I'm going to bed. You want to talk about that? You want to talk about you know, Packers? You can't even score a point oh, it's all the whole game. Brutal. It's brutal. My, like you can't score. I don't. I mean, I, I don't even. How, like I. Okay. Okay. All right. Here. Here's here's my question. Uh-huh. How can you? And I think I tweeted this out. How, how can you not say Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed yeah. when you see the quarterback play out oh, there? I mean, he went to a Super Bowl. The Packers and the Texans yeah. have pissed away playoff chances, and they didn't sign a guy that maybe could buy them a couple of wins to make the playoffs. Yeah. No. I. I you're not going to find any disagreement with me. I don't. I don't understand. And this before. Anything happened with Aaron Rodgers, but yeah, I mean, you can you can look at the litany. Look at the Broncos; they're going to Paxton, Paxton Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, you can look at you know, I mean, no no offense Texan to, Savage, to Deshaun Kaiser, know. but I mean, the Cleveland oh Brown gosh. situation is awful. Like you can't tell me that Colin Kaepernick wouldn't happen ha- help them. The Texans, um, you know, I don't know. There's probably four or five. But more. these are teams that had the shots to make the playoffs, and they literally said no, we're not going to sign Kaepernick. And I get it; it could be some. It could introduce some device in this with the fan base, and but he could win you games. Yes, he, he he can he can at least put you in a better position. So that's kind of crazy. I do. Do you have something to say? Yeah, I do. But go ahead. No, no, no. no so I'm going to switch topics. So I want you to. No, I was switching topics too. Okay, so we went, we tweeted. Jesus we, Christ, you guys like a like a fucking revolving door. You missed Got to stay on pace here. Uh, Rich, you and I texted. I think Friday back and forth. Speed round about, or maybe it was even yesterday. Time flies about. Stock purchases and GE, yeah, yeah. and you, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. it's obviously for people that know. I, I think I mentioned it's Squawk Box or CNBC. GE, did did you make the purchase? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, well, so I, I asked you guys. I got your opinion, um, and then I asked my broker. And, you know, he was like, oh, they cut the dividend. He's like, I'm not opposed to where your head's at. You're going to let the guy that fucking does it all day long tell you what to do besides the two guys that watch it maybe 10 minutes a day? Come yeah. on. No, but, I said don't buy it. But I, was, I, I was a non-buy guy but I'm at a, this point. I'm a set it and forget it guy. Like, I, I would buy GE and at 65 years old, I would see where it's at. Like, cause yeah, I, just, I hear you. It's, I mean, it's GE. But you're playing a psychological game of like it's GE. If you took away the GE name and looked at the numbers and the business units, the problem is I got Facebook and my wife who loves Facebook and uses it too much. 
was like, we need to buy Facebook. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you should have. It was like 35 ago. bucks. Yeah, now right. it's, it's 180. I know. And, you know, and I, bought, I bought Red Hat at 46. I looked at it today. I, ta- I heard you all talk about it last week. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm proud of that. But I'm going to set it and forget it. Um, so why not so, buy? So, it's a little expensive now, but like, look what Tesla's doing. Bitcoin? Oh. I know, right? Yeah. Can you imagine um, that? Tesla, yeah, hundred percent. But that's too expensive a share. When I see something, when I see G for eighteen dollars a share, I'm like, man, it's worth buying, you know, a thousand bucks worth and forgetting it. Yeah. For fifteen years, it's G. I gotta believe they're gonna figure out, and maybe they won't. And you brought up a good point about uh, maybe somebody brought up a good point. It was definitely me. (laughs) It was definitely you. I'm sure it had to be. It it was someone who's like, if you looked at the Fortune 500 logos from like. 50 years ago. Yeah, I did not bring this up. Yeah, there, there's, and you know. No, I brought it up. The, GE is the only stock that was listed in the Dow Jones Industrial Average at the beginning of the Dow Jones Industrial Average that is still listed in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Yeah. Gotcha. I know that's a mouthful, but um, look, I, my, look, barring the fact that um, my wife works for GE. The insider. Um, Look, I I just don't see where I agreed with Rich when he made the statement earlier this week or late last week whenever he was talking about buying the stock. It, it it's too big. They have too much. Um, they got too many hooks they, in the economy. They, the the problem is is that they just got a little fat and unsure about what they were. Uh, their fiscal discipline. The fact of the matter is they are so big that all you had to do was get lean. And focus your business Microsoft did it. for a couple of years, and they are going to be so cash flow positive that then they're going to be able to go out. As, and this is what I told Rich: the the X factor is that they will be able to go out and execute on the next thing, whatever that is, the direction that they need to go. And so, like we talked about last week, Sean, you know they, uh, you know, divesting in uh, out of Baker Hughes, which is a big oil component that they had. Look, if, if they could get this thing right and be able to put, you know, a lot of free cash flow into alternative energy and do it well, combine that with the di- the digital business that they're looking at, metering and all the different things that could go along with, you know, alternative energy, I think it could be a huge play for GE. So here, here's but, my prediction. Your focus, yes and no. I, I, I agree with some of the statements. I disagree with some, some others because I think some of the business units and some of the energy plays that they have are not set up for the future. They're, That's what I'm saying. I, I agree. I agree. They're, divest, they're divesting. Here's of, my prediction. But, but they, can't, they can't even get rid of those businesses because no one's going to buy them. Here's my prediction. Specifically for the price that they bought them for. They're going to have to take that loss. They'll take a loss. They'll okay. take a loss. They'll okay. take a loss. Okay. But, Here's but, my prediction. You also have to talk about the pension. And that pension... You want to talk about cash flow? All the cash flow has to go into paying the pension. Yeah, but they and that's not set up for so success long term. I'm just saying. Well, but that's also, that, as Rich said, that's also, and this is going to be kind of morbid to say, but you know, for him, he's you know, set it and forget it for 30 years. Yeah, sure. The fact of the matter is, is that in 30 years, the people who get the full pension aren't around anymore. Right? I mean, I can tell you from Allison's plan, it, and it's not bad, but she, A, would have would have to be with the company until she's 62 to get anything for it and it's nowhere near the percentages that people were getting 20 years ago and and are locked in with now mm-hmm. so like they've they've sort of uh i don't want to say divested but they've protected themselves long term in that piece it is a component don't get me wrong yeah. i'm with you it's something that they have to look at but it 
overall, I don't think that that is going to be something that brings them down. I think that what, what was bringing them down is they were this multinational conglomerate with just hands and everything. And they what, needed what to start getting their out core? and get focused. What are they at their core? Well, they're getting ready to be at their core uh, aviation, medical devices. They're a manufacturing company. I mean, yes. th- they got away from that. Yes. But at their core, they're a manufacturing company. My prediction, uh, random nobody, right, is when Elon Musk loses focus and gets too focused on the Hyperloop or Mars, it won't be Google, Apple, you know, that buys Tesla. It'll be GE. I thought about that, too, because it's, I think it's that's energy your, play. I, that's the future energy yep, play, and yep. I, I agree with you. But I think the cars— And I, I thought think, about that. I, I said GE, if they had the capital, should buy Tesla right now. They'll have the capital, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I just think—and I think Elon Musk will at some point lose focus or get they'll to have a other ceiling. things, yeah. Yeah, or get to a ceiling where, wow, I need a you know a bigger base or whatever it may be. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It could happen. So, so I'm going to switch subjects real quick. Yeah. Um, going back to Elon, because I did want to mention this. Uh, the golf team, did you see the men and women are every... So this they're is what's in, really cool. in Dublin? Or, uh, yeah, they were Scotland, in Dublin. Scotland. Scotland. Okay. And they played Carnoustie today. That's fantastic. Um, which is cool. So the one thing that, you know, get, let's give Elon a lot of props. I think they're the only school in the country that every single sports team over a four-year period, so you yeah. know, you're a golfer or football player, you go study abroad. And, you know, granted, it's only maybe a week, two weeks. Even the football team, when you're a junior... You go to Costa Rica for a couple weeks and teach football in Costa Rica at camps and things like that. But right now, the golf team's at Carnoustie. I figured uh, you would enjoy that. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty, pretty, yeah. Good, yeah. pretty cool bucket list. We talked yeah. a little bit about Sean's favorite golfer, Tiger Woods, in the last podcast. Yeah, I heard that. It did. Paul still thinks he's going to win. The Hero Challenge, right? The Hero Challenge. 19, I do. Is that a miniature players, golf course? What's that? Is that a miniature golf course? To him it is. Yeah, to him it is. And in like the Bahamas or someplace yeah, like that? Yeah, it's his home course. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's pretty much set up for him to win if he's does healthy. He win, does he win another golf tournament? No, he doesn't. No. Those, two, those young kids? They don't give a shit. I, what y'all said, Fowler said he's hitting a biome? Yeah. Nah, well, I'm not saying... I'm not saying... Well, not that, even that, but like, it was he was Mike Tyson. Yeah. And he, he got knocked out. Yeah. And Spieth, Thomas, those guys just want to crush him. Yeah. I, I don't think it happens, but I'd love to see it happen. I mean, I want him. I want him back like in. Notre I want Dame's it good. It's like yeah, you know, him. it's you know, either love him or hate him, and it's good for the sport. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just don't. I don't. Um, we'll put a cap on that because I don't. You know, we we beat up the whole Tiger thing for a few times. Ooh, coming up on how many nine years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the golf 08 or 09 I just don't. I don't want it to be a. I don't want to be a Joe Namath situation. Oh, you know that like God. going to play for the L.A. Rams, being broken down and beaten and oh. like. I don't know which. He's got a lot of situations. Joe <laughs> I Namath. thought you meant I was. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, yeah. Susie I was like, yeah, uh, mm. yeah. Yeah, it could be that too. No, but I just meant from the standpoint of like, I think. Believe me, obviously he's had all his troubles, but you know you just you look at a guy like that and go, all right, man. You know, know when it's time to bow out. And I think I mentioned on the last pod, this is it. You know, if he comes back and he can't do it or he can't compete, it's time to just hang it up. He'll yeah. look. He's yeah, going to be build fine. Courses and like build courses. Like build courses. The Jets. Yeah. He'll take yeah. his foundation in, in yeah. the right direction. I mean, I think you know he can be a decent guy with that kind of stuff, and yeah. you know, he kind of move from that. The, so I, I do. I know you want you got to that, but I wanted to jump back real quick to the to the stock thing, which is in a general sense. We talk about it, and I, I love it. But you mentioned to me before we came to the podcast an interesting stat that it was 
yeah. that like 54% of the United States doesn't have $500 in their mm-hmm. savings account. And so when that happens, what what's the... We said we weren't going to get into politics, so I don't want to take... Are we going to the tax plan? Is that what you want? Well, no, no. I, I, I guess... I guess maybe it's more of like, what can we do better as a society to help people understand? You admitted it in the last podcast until a few years ago, you didn't really understand compound interest and what that would mean for, hey, I should have put money away at 21 that I just, as Rich said, set it and forget it. And hey, that $100 that I put away is $1,500 in you know, 20 years. You know, and, you, and as you build on that over time, you know, what, what do we need to do? My, I guess I'm I'm bringing this up because I have a, a. You got a theory. Well, I just don't. I think we've gotten away from the common sense party's approach, which is we need to teach life skills. We need to teach these. We need to stop trying to let corporations run uh, what's going on. That's why it frustrates me about what's what is happening with the education, department of education and what's coming down there, but we don't want to go political. I just think, I, I wonder, is there something that we can do from just a, a grassroots perspective? You know, can we mentor? Can we, can we do a better job? And I don't even mean like for our kids, because I think our kids get a pretty good education, but, you know, can we, can we do more? You know, is that something that... Yeah, there know, should be a class your senior year in high school that's mandatory, that teaches like a two-hour finance class in basic terms. and says, this is compound interest and this is how it can work for you. This is compound interest and this is how it can work against you. This is how credit card works. This is what debt means, okay? This is, you you wanna know the most important number besides your SAT score, quote unquote, moving forward the rest of your life, is your credit score. Those like three things have to, should be taught in a one-day seminar in every high school across America. Well, I mean, Oh, we could go on. We we could go down. We yeah, I mean, I mean that's not that's not politics. That's no, just no. That's it's not li- politics. Life, and it's, it's a life lesson. So I'll say this though, and you know, um, being real, and I don't want to come across the wrong way, but um, you know, I've been a fan of the show the last couple of weeks. I haven't been on, and some of the things we're talking about, I think that's where maybe we are out of touch with you know the Trump supporters, and you know why he got elected. And that we don't understand because if you listen to the things we're talking about consistently, it, it I think it's different than what some people are talking about in you know around their kitchen table, and I think we have to be somewhat a little sensitive to that. And you know what, I would love to really be able to dive into that, um, just in general, because I am intrigued, and sometimes I do get caught in my own little bubble where I'm like, you know what, I I need to understand like. Yeah, I don't. I mean, here we are talking about set it and forget it. I I said a thousand bucks in GE. And you know, there's people out there who don't have five hundred dollars in their savings account. Uh, you know, I'm I'm probably living in a different world, and we could have a certain audience listen to this podcast, and you know, drive off the side of the road right now and be like, "Who the fuck are these three guys?" I mean, do you have any idea maybe what's going on? And I think sometimes it's really hard to comment on certain things if we haven't walked in someone's shoes. And we could take that a million different directions, but I have been thinking about that a lot lately. That's why I asked. Yeah, and I'll, so I'll give you an example. Um, and I'm hopefully, I don't think I've talked about this, but you know, Jen and I had the pleasure through our church about four or five years ago to, um, to go ASP, where you go to the Appalachia and you rebuild a house. And we, we did it for three days and it was an awesome experience. But you know, I, 
I went and it was fulfilling because of, you know, the bonding I got to do with the people I was with, but I was really unfulfilled with the people I was helping. And it made me feel really guilty um, because I would have been better served. They had this awesome lodge in the mountains, you know, that we stayed at, you know, big bunk rooms, but it was cool, beautiful spot, you know, big mess hall. So we'd go out, work all day, rebuild the house. The houses were trash, you know, and families were living there. And I was, I was building a house for a family where the husband was probably 29. The wife was 27. They had two kids. And um, long story short was I would have been better served sitting back at the lodge, having him and her come and me spending four hours with them talking about interviewing at Walmart. Or, or wherever it is. And, and, you know, even the fact I'm saying this, I sound like such a spoiled, rotten, you know, brat. And I am, you know, I'm so privileged, right? But, I mean, I, and I left there going, yeah, that was great, but are we really doing good by just going, rebuilding a house for them? And you know what? I'm not saying he's not working hard. I'm, I have no idea what his situation was. But he didn't bang a hammer with me for three days, and he was fully capable. Right. And, and I was like, we're not doing a service you know so i mean it's a lot of different directions but i think you said mentoring yeah and i i to this day i'm like let me go back there and let me get a computer with a printer and let me work on a resume with these people that's how i can add value yeah and let me take them down to walmart and be like let's buy you a shirt let's buy you shoes let's go back let's role play <laughs> Sean loves right. that. no and, and no, look no. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna toot your horn for you i mean i using the the example of you know, big brothers, big sisters, and yeah. you know your um, you know your relationship with with your little brother. Uh, you know, look, I put your money. Yeah, I, I think that you know what I would what I would say about that situation is you know Michael's a great kid, and I think he would have turned out uh, yeah awesome yeah. either way. Yeah. But I I do feel like you know you helped him a lot, right? In just that that everyday sense of like, hey, he was getting ready to maybe walk off the path a yeah. little bit and you were able to, you know, keep, bring him back, show him, you know, not in a judgmental way, just yeah. like, hey, keep man, it real. you know, this is, you can do that, but, yeah. you know, just realize what the consequences are of doing that. And, and then, yeah, that, I, that I, that's why I brought it up, right, is I think that a lot of times, and my mom has said this for a long time, educator for 30 years, you know, that we throw money at problems not real solutions, yeah. you know, and so because there's too get much these, money to be made. Right? I mean, you would get these, talk, I mean, they would get these government grants, and yeah. she's like, "Well, that's great. There's this money to do these things, but we're not really attacking the right problem and 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 providing long term solutions." And I, I'm with you on that. I think so. That one idea that I would have, and because you asked the question, yeah. would be, you know, and I know it's hard. Like, if any person in America can go apply for a credit card and get approval online within probably a minute. You know, you might not get a $20,000 line, but you're going to get $5,000 line. And that's, I mean, it's handed out like, you know, candy in any street corner. I mean, maybe we should go back to people have to go into a bank, sit with a banker and go, hey, you know, let's go through your financials. What do you need this credit card for? Like, what are you trying to do? And then be like, you know, bro, you're denied. Like, I think sorry. I think there's a debt bubble for sure. I think there's a there's a, there's a huge but, debt but bubble. But what company? The... J.P. Morgan and Chase. You think they're going to allow people not to run up? Well, and, that, and that's debt? the thing is that no, they need they need it. That's who's, their business. Who's healthcare? Gonna, you know, yeah, who's, who's going to do that? The food companies are they not going to yeah. continue yeah. to the, pump preservatives? Like the Consumer and, Protection Agency, like that yeah. is getting. Yeah. Uh, we won't get political, but no, but you know is. is Every day no, I, gets gets chiseled down and no funding. 
But and, I guess, and I guess that's why I asked the question. I want to keep this going a little bit, but that, that's yeah. why I asked the question is it's not to get necessarily political. It's that I think I've gotten to a point where um, I am not, and we talked about this last one, like I'm not that far off from other people that have maybe some divergent views than I might have, but from the fact that like government has failed us. And like now we need to look for other solutions. I want to be proactive. Like I want to look at this and go, well, how can we as a society, you know, make a difference and start to like etch a little bit of change into this, um, you know, so that we can see some growth and things happening. And I, I don't feel like that's where we're headed. I feel like we're headed in the opposite direction where it is more about um, how can I get things fast? How can I get them easy? How can, you know, I do the least amount of work but get the most benefit out of it. And, you know, really, look, the greatest generation was a generation that fought through the most, we made stuff. worked the hardest, made things with their hands, you know, and produced tangible items that, you know, we could be proud of. And I just feel like, you know, and we've, so we've sort of gotten away from that. And, and so I wonder the, the how ba- we... Did the baby boomer generation come along and run up debt? And and do they start maybe expecting more um, entitlements, and you know that that I did, honestly I it probably start with our generation. No, yes, it I did. disagree. I, I do. I mean, the house you and I lived in, and the house you and I live in today. Why don't you just start right there? Yeah, that's a good analogy. All right, it's a good analogy. My dad's not here to defend himself, but man, we would have a hell of a conversation if he walked into my house today. Not that he wouldn't be proud of me, <laughs> right? Right. But you know, CPA. What do you uh, need all this? But for? okay, but that goes back. Okay, you're you're right, and 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 I think that's a good analogy. But I, I still think I I have a point to make on on the boomers and the deficit and running up credit card debts and living on credit because I think the boomers do did do that. Um, but back to what you just said about giving out five thousand dollars, like money is so much easier to get. Because it's not real. People don't care. That's what. Well, Who cares? And that, and that is why I'm saying the government there, don't care. People don't care. Okay. No one cares. So there is there is a looming debt crisis. Whether it's going to be at the national level with our debt, and once it eclipses 100 percent GDP, or it's going to be delinquency, because we are in a, we are in a very good economic cycle right now. It's not these don't last forever, and so when the when the when shit goes wrong and the economy goes down and people lose their jobs and can't pay their bills on all the debt they've racked up. So this is the I'm going to give my one. And minute. I, I don't want to be pessimistic. No, but I'm, I'm, saying, I'm giving that's the way it's the way that I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm glad I'm back because I'm going to give my I'm one back. minute. He's back. I'm guys. going to give my one minute centrist. I'll be back. Uh, commercial. The problem is, you know, people who wear red glasses right now, you know, have, have their view. The people who wear the blue glasses have their view, and they're constantly just pointing the finger at each other. It's, it's failed. It's completely failed the last eight years. It's going to completely fail the next four years. And everyone just wants to win a freaking political battle rather than calling people for what it truly is. It's not working. Government has failed. I agree with Paul. And I'm not one of these, you know, I'm going to go live in a bunker, government's failed, they're out to screw no, no, me. No. But dude, people are just more interested in winning a political battle because they're red or blue than they are being About common sense. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and that's, that's, my, that's the drum I'm going to beat for the, you know, probably the rest of my life, that I want to challenge people. Take off your fucking glasses and look at things for what they truly are. And, I, you know, I brought it up in the last podcast, and I'm, I'm in lockstep with you. My, my point then was... Yes, government has failed us, but I believe government is a mirror image of us, right? I mean, we, we get to choose uh, 
and you know however you want to slice and dice it we get to choose how that looks and as a society and we just haven't done a good enough job as a society to hold them accountable don't have to go off on this tangent but today they've rolled back further regulations on net neutrality so now in a business that you you know you're in you're now going to have customers that not only you're going to have to worry about pricing structure and you got to worry about like well do i want to go with these guys because if i get this package then they may like slow me down Mm -hmm. from getting to you know these parts or and they can do whatever they want like they can literally take their fiber optic cable lines and go nope sorry i'm throttling you down you can't have that much bandwidth anymore it's bad and they could just haphazardly do it 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 will change the internet the way we know it can you can you give listeners and myself a 45 second understanding of net neutrality what the law was and then what the changes mean because I, I haven't done the answer is no. Yeah, I mean, uh, Paul, I, think the, uh, I mean, I can give you a technology conversation, but right. the law. I don't yeah, I mean, in in a nutshell, it's basically the fact that it, it was a law saying that there could be no discrimination in the way that uh, your your data was provided to you. Now, Comcast they could, can't throttle you going in Netflix specifically, right? Because they're in cahoots with Netflix or own Netflix to basically say. Oh, so now it's have more to like pay more, more or or vice versa, right? Like yeah. they they want to push Hulu, yeah. right? And so it's like, well, we'll throttle Hulu to whatever you yeah. want, but if you go to Netflix, it's, it's going to be buffered. half of, yeah. and so you're going to be sitting there waiting for things to buffer. And so it just it allows again, it allows for companies to collude together to basically screw collusion. You know, we're the, not talking politics. The, the Facebook's the launching satellites that you know hopefully will you know beam down. Satellite internet, Scotty, being down Scotty. and we don't need fiber. We don't need right. fiber in the yeah. ground because there is a limit to it. Yep. So going back and wrapping up something here, you know, Paul, your original question about you know who are we and, and Rich, your point with the five hundred dollars and fifty four percent of families, and I've been paying attention to and apolitical here, but the tax bill yeah. uh, that's being proposed or was passed in the House and being proposed in the Senate, and you know, taking into account where half the country is, when that tax bill or these tax bills are being discussed and, and you have these people sitting around the table, who's representing the 50% of people with less than $500 in, in the bank? Who is their spokesman at that table? Nobody. No, I don't think they have one. They, no, I don't think they have one in the last eight years. I don't think they have one in the next four years. I don't think that person exists yet. If Warren Buffett truly you know does or could have the ability to do what he said he would do or if he was in power he'd basically say if we're three percent um was it over the yeah i think it's like uh, over the uh it's with the growth it's something tied to the gross domestic product yeah. like yeah if yeah. it's then everyone can't be reelected. right um that every all the politicians lose their seats yeah yeah i mean it, it, again it's not gonna happen because it's power upon power it's the banks it's the companies making the food you know the process i mean it's just a long line of a freaking huge industry with right. billions you have all these lobbyists and you have everyone's yeah. special interest who is at that table looking out for the 50 percent of americans with less than 500 dollars in their bank account when that law is going to be passed nobody i think i think we got to get i think it's going to take pitchforks and muskets to march on washington and people to rise up well, it's, it's definitely going to take that. I, you know, I'll, I'll go back to my refrain from many podcasts ago, and it starts at home, right? I mean, it starts for us right here in Raleigh, right here in North Carolina, you know, wherever you live. 
getting your local politics in line because like I said that eventually will mirror then what ha- what will happen enough local uh, municipalities get together and, and figure out how they want to run things and uh, a common sense approach it'll it'll eventually trickle up I don't believe in trickle down but I do believe that it can trickle up um, so you asked the question Sean do you have an answer you think there's someone representing them? no I don't think there's anybody representing them. don't think Elizabeth Warren does I don't. She doesn't have a seat at the table on this tax bill. I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just throwing out names I, I, yeah, of people no, no, that no, I, at do, least give the presence of yes. Elizabeth Warren at least plays that role of um, of the speaker. She gives the voice. Um, she has very little control. She probably had very little to do about you know even the last administration. Um, and not that her ideas are radical. If you sit down and you listen to her, you know you know regulating the banks. Um, so the, the, we don't have the same problems from 2008 2009. Um, like I said, the consumer protection, which is 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 to benefit the person, not the company. Right. And and, and when you look at the tax, what's this whole tax bill about? It's to benefit the corporation, right. not the individual taxpayer. We're going to raise taxes on people to pay for, so corporations don't have to pay as much taxes because then there's going to be a trickle down effect. I'm so, you know, the trickle down, um, the voodoo economics. It, I asked this on Twitter. Is there a business case study that this works? It doesn't. Is, but the other this the other is just philosophy that we're just going to keep. The other side doesn't work either. What's that? The other side doesn't work either. The people who sat around the table and don't have five hundred dollars in their bank account, it didn't work for them. Right. So this is what I'm saying. Do you give the corporations the tax break, and or do you take the money that those corporations would have made, and you basically tell the bottom fifty percent of or the the, the lower half of taxpayer payer income in the United States and say, you don't have to pay taxes, period. You, is that fair? But w- would that be better for the economy? I mean... That's the question. Uh, would that be better for the economy? Would you grow GDP 3% if you just said, we're not going to give the corporations you know, from 35 to 20% reduction in these trillions of dollars. We're just going to tell... You know, these fifty percent of people, they don't have to pay any taxes. The problem, I mean, I'm not. I'm, this is a I'm rabbit hole because it. I've been a small business owner, and you know, when you when you are and you've got to this, pay all those taxes that flow through the, you. The tax bill does not rate. help small businesses. No, this one doesn't. But no. nothing hasn't. Right, last, right. But look, and, it, and this is like I'm gonna <laughs> maybe I'm boiling it down too much. I'm sure there is more intricacy to it, but it's with anything if. If your product that you're selling today, well, I'll just use myself. Okay. If grain goes up tomorrow, a certain percentage, sure. I don't eat it. I don't eat that cost. I take it and I pass it along. Sure. I pass it along to my distributor. Mm-hmm. My distributor then takes it, passes it along to the account. The account then takes their $5 pint and makes it a $6 pint and passes it, and passes it along to Rich Nowalk or Sean Gill or Paul Breeding mm-hmm. to the consumer. So this whole corporate tax thing is horseshit because all of the taxes that they pay they just push down to us anyway. Right. All you have to do is take a common sense approach and realize that they're not some Robin Hood going like, well, if we could take this burden off our back, we would be able to do so much more. They do damn well as it is because they just take that and they figure it into their cost of goods sold. It's a, again, getting back to what you said, everybody needs to take a business class. Everybody needs to understand that that's the way things work, that there is no like, oh, if they could just, you know, if, you know, I don't, you know, whoever, if the Koch brothers could get a few million dollars back 
all of a sudden we would have all these jobs. If the mining industry, no, you wouldn't. Because they could do it now if there was actual money in it. But there's not any money in it right now. Did y'all talk about the it. story of in West Virginia that they're going to they're trying to um I think I know where you're going. Welders. Did you did y'all hear about that? Were they this? going to retrain them? Yeah, and they all said no because Trump's bringing our jobs back. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, again, every politician said that. I mean again, I, I, I get it, but they've all told them they're gonna be okay. Now they're like, No, we can retrain you, we need welders, there's a shortage, it's a good paying job. It's you know it's a little safer. Let's do this. They're like no 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 we're good. It's it, again it's the you know experience I had. I'm banging nails. I'm like hey bud, come help. Grab yeah. a hammer. Yeah, man. I think there's look there's some of that that it, that is good. The, but the question becomes like they're probably are gonna they probably are gonna need welders. Yeah. But they're gonna be in California yeah. or New York or somewhere. And so it's like, so okay, gets, so now yeah. guy in West Virginia who is a welder, are you willing to pick up and move? Well, no, no, no. I want a welding job here. And that's just not the way the economy yeah. works anymore because those companies then look for the favorable places. And we talked about it in the last pod, the ones that give them tax incentives. And, and so all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, you can have a job, but you got to work over here. All right, and, so let's, let's roll that into the next conversation because um, there was a, a piece uh, yesterday on CNBC in the morning um, it might have been this morning. Uh, the uh, Amazon second headquarters. Yeah, they're talking about North Carolina. It's not. It's not going to happen. I don't think so. They're and just I, not going to have one. Is that what they're saying? No, they're going to have one. I don't think North Carolina gets selected for two reasons. But C- CNBC had said this. But this is what we've talked about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Only transportation. No transportation investment in Charlotte, Greensboro, yeah. or Raleigh. Charlotte has it. Charlotte has some, Raleigh. but it's it's so. not anywhere near what it needs to right. be. Right. So we, uh, you know, and shame on on our legislation and not passing that and even more shame because of the bathroom bill yep. Yep. and and now even though that's repealed the fact that there isn't uh good protections that's yeah, a bad taste for uh employees yeah. amazon's very you know oh, yeah. that's that's not what they're about that doesn't fit their culture at all um other than that i think we do have the land and we do have the resources that we could certainly you know amazon can do it but it, one failing to prepare for the future and then two the, the, basically, and I, I think I shared this, and I'm not getting political, but North Carolina is is like a borderline, it's not a democracy, uh, the way that the gerrymandering of these districts uh, have been drawn up. Yeah, it's, listen, there's a lot of issues, and there's a lot of issues, unfortunately, that I don't see changing. I just don't know how it changes. The system is so big and so money-driven um, that uh, it's it's sad. You know, it's, it's hard. I, I mean, the people who, you know, are sitting around the kitchen table are looking for any sort of you know hope it's hard i get it but you know you got to teach people how to fish you gotta oh and that's what you just kind of meant like that that analogy with yeah. the house building yeah but so let me ask you this question uh paul real quick yes amazon coming <laughs> would let's say would you let's want say raleigh, yeah so that's my question oh do you think do you think it's it's a positive for raleigh if amazon comes Well, in quality of life, there, there's so many there's so many qualifications there. Do I think I think ultimately it will be good for in some ways, but I think for Amazon to come here, no, because it will end up being so many concessions from a tax incentive standpoint right. that it it won't be. Um, but at the same time, I could I don't know maybe I, maybe I'm getting jaded by 
uh, or my getting rose-colored glasses from you know the technology of Amazon and what they want to do. That thinking, well, they would come here. Maybe they would put the infrastructure in to have better public transportation that I would like to see. But you know, I just I don't. I think that it will ultimately um, there will be jobs certainly. But it's like any of these things. Oh, you're gonna have these great paying jobs, and they're gonna end up being kind of like, um, like a UPS right now. Like, yeah, there's fifty thousand jobs, but you know, eight thousand of them are gonna be between Thanksgiving and Christmas. They're gonna be part time jobs, people that we need because our fulfillment center is just like off its rails, you know. And the rest of that, you know, who knows? You know, it's like, are they are they gonna be good wage paying jobs? You know, how many people are gonna you know, what's the level of advancement? What are they going to bring to the rest of, um, you know, the market? And that's the part I don't know. Like, you know, if, some, if Amazon comes here, do they bring suppliers with them because they want to be closer to an Amazon fulfillment center? So maybe ultimately it, it is a good thing. I just think, as I told you in the last podcast, that um, from what I understood from Raleigh's perspective, they basically said, Here's a blank checkbook and a blank canvas. Do what you want. You tell us what you want, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll basically give it to you. I don't see that being a positive, um, just from a philosophical standpoint. I don't mm-hmm. see that being being a positive. But I don't. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter to me either way. Um, so I'll answer two ways. So I think for the area it'd be great. Um, selfishly, I mean personally, I don't want to see it because my lead, and I feel bad saying this because I'm sure it's, there's some good parts. I don't know why, but one of my least favorite cities in all of America is Atlanta, Georgia. I cannot stand it. I can't stand the traffic. I can't stand how spread out it is. How, who designed that city? I, well, you know what? Just what Raleigh would be. It would be worse in Atlanta. Hmm. I mean, you, you know, Henderson, North Carolina, would be a pretty close suburb. Mm-hmm. And it would look like, you know, Decatur, Georgia, or whatever one of those little yeah. towns is. And I'm out of here. Like, I'm already planning on my exit strategy. I can't even park at Sprouts, you know? I'm, I'm I can't gone. even pick up some yeah. tofu and yeah. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I always tell people this, and it's true, and it, maybe it's because I'm getting older, and I started my life riding a bike around the beach, and I'm going to end my life riding a bike around the beach. And when I see the traffic and I see parking, you know, it's not even traffic, it's parking. I went over to Juski's Sunday for oh, Taylor's Juski's? birthday. We still around? We couldn't even get a parking spot. You can't even get a parking spot. No. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, for the area, I think it'd be cool. I think it would. they would have to fund some public transportation. And I would have to think it wouldn't be a light rail from 20 years ago. It'd be hopefully the height. It's got to be like 10 of, years from now, right? Yeah, and I think they would do that. I think I, think, I agree. That. So I think it would be cool for the area. Um, you know, I think it would probably just quicken my uh, departure to the beach. Knock on wood. I thought about you when we were at the beach a couple weeks ago. The guy, um, my car had an issue with it, and so I had to call a mobile mechanic there that that lived um, there in the Outer Banks. Is that like an artificial intelligence mechanic? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't a drone. I guess so. Um, No, but really nice guy, and yeah, I mean, you could just tell, like, he's like, I just don't want, I came from. Uh, I think he came from Indiana, and then before that he was in Pittsburgh. Or something. He's just like, I just, I like it out here. You know, I work on cars, I help people, yeah. I get to go surfing when, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the brakes yeah. going well. The drummer biting. You know, and yeah. when I don't, I don't, I don't work. You know, I do, 
I do what I want, you know, and it's, it, I looked at that and I went like, could, could we get to, you know, a much more simplified way? Um, and that's what I've been thinking about, you know, even for my own self, which is like, we complicate things so much to be like, I want, I want, I want. And then you put all these things out in front of you and you start making compromising choices. And you know what I want leads to? More debt. More debt. <laughs> more debt. It always comes back to it. Exactly. So. You know, does it feel better to, to have that new thing or does it feel better to be like, I don't owe anybody yeah, yeah. a damn thing? So I'm, I'm going to uh, put a stake in the ground and get ready to end this. I was kind of running this morning. What do you got to do? Go, go I, kill a turkey I couldn't get through y'all's two-hour podcast and I was kind of cursing uh. you and now here we are. So, I, no, I do think we need to end. Let's be cheesy. Um, you know, what are you thankful for? Not me. I'm vegan. Um, I can't be cheesy. Yeah, well, you're okay. You can be <laughs> tofu-y. You can be hummus-y. Yeah. Um, Sean, what are you thankful for? Let's wrap this up with, you know, and you know, we, and I'm not saying the family and the, and then, you know, the, the cliche stuff isn't important. It absolutely is. But maybe, you know, give us something that, uh, you know, is down in that heart that maybe is a little bit. Well, I'm thankful that I'm going to be invited to Friendsgiving next year. That's I'm good. really thankful about that. Uh, that means a lot to me. Years a long way away. <laughs> well, I'm, I know. I mean, we're inviting, I, I know. We're inviting Mel, but, you know, we'll, uh, see, we'll okay. see if you make the cut. Okay. Um, what am I? I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm honestly thankful for my health. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about that actually the other day of, you know, either you're watching a 60 Minutes where someone's in an accident or just how fortunate you are. Like if, if you had a bad back and how debilitating that could be. Uh, so, you know, knock on wood, um, I'm, I'm very thankful, you know, for my health because I think that people take it for granted until, you know, there's actually something wrong. That's awesome. Paulie? Did you did you throw a caveat in there like you said? No, no. I was just saying like your family. I mean, I, I and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I am. Um, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for just um, the place that I'm in after this past little less than a year of kind of journey that I've taken with uh, kind of rediscovering kind of my inner peace, right? And whether it be through the stuff that I've done with my diet exercising mentally with with meditation and those kind of things like I'm thankful that I was able to like stop and and be able to do that because I think that's part of where we get caught up in that rat race and people just get in this endless cycle of of hopelessness or want and it never ends and um, I've been able to find that and I think that not only have I been able to find that but uh, I got good friends like you guys that believe in that kind of stuff too and I've had a good support system and so I'm thankful for that as well it's awesome I like it Richie um, you know there's two things and I was thinking about this I, I do most of my thinking on my running I thought a lot this morning about a couple things but I was thinking about being thankful um, you know because it's always the cliche stuff and I'm so thankful for my family um, and but there's really two things I was thinking about one is my parents and it you know goes and I think a lot of it because I was listening to y'all's lab pod, podcast and I mean, you guys are like, you know, so educated, have so much opportunity. And I think it goes back to, you know, you, we all grew up in small towns and we easily could have stayed and, you know, and had a good life and hung out at, you know, the Idle Hour or whatever your local pub Murphy's. was or Murphy's. Yeah. And, you know, and done a trade and been great. Um, but I think, you know, me specifically, and I'm hopefully for you guys, my parents, push me to study a little harder than I wanted to, go off to college. You know, I was spoiled rotten. My parents paid for four years of college. I graduated with zero debt. And I look back on what that gave me 
And it is unbelievable. I mean, I even, you know, just everything that I was exposed to, everything that I was offered, offered to graduate with no debt. And I think a lot of what we talk about here was because of that. You know, I always tell people I was born in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, but I grew up at Elon. And, and there's that. And then the second thing, and, you know, not to get cheesy, but we're surrounded by everyone just tearing people down. And that's why, you know, I said to you guys pretty, you know, I love talking politics, but it is that negative friend that you don't want to be around. At some point, you got to cut out of your life. And I, I've cut it out of my life recently, and it's been great. And I'm, I'm sick and tired of everyone tearing each other down. So I'm thankful to have friends who pick me up, who build me up, who, you know, keep me honest. I don't want people blowing smoke on my ass, but are willing to say, hey, you know what? It's okay. And, and we're here for you. Um, you know, and I, I'm appreciative of that. I'm thankful of that because I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of people who let me be me, let me make mistakes, but build me up. And we're, we're so surrounded in a world of people who, you know, want to tear people down. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for, uh, you know, having those opportunities. Rich, what I would, I would say is, uh, you're a champion. <laughs> you are. I love it. I'm not sure we made a good move here letting him decide yeah. this. Well, well, I'm usually pretty good. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. There wasn't a theme or a song or a saying that I could pick up on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no land of hope I... and dreams. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, we're the champions? Yeah, yeah we, are, we are the champions. Yeah. Of what? Elon, <laughs> we're going to freaking win this thing, boys. Yeah, that's right. Let's that's, do that. That's a good one. This hey, Saturday, we're all going to be there. Yep. Let's, we're we're going to jump on our pod. We're going to do some pod shorts. Yes. Um, let's get some people on. Let's talk Elon football. Alumni, get the hell out there. Students, freaking get in the car, get daddy's credit card, change your flight. It's like 200 bucks. I want to see you at goddamn Road Stadium, all right? That's right. That's right. It's Elon worth the football. time. Let's go. All right, boys. <laughs>